Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how she's still single even though you could uh, you could come in my eye kick me in the tit and say hey i didn't do that gaslight me baby (laughs) my guest today is an actor a writer a filmmaker and i didn't know this a stylist she's also my co-star on nbc's grand crew which just got picked up for a season two so you can catch up on peacock or hulu my guest is gracie mercedes (laughs) (laughs) wow what an intro (laughs) <laughs> listen gracie i'm always having fun i love it i love it wait this is wild i didn't know i knew you had a blog i didn't know you were a stylist what is this um, nicole i've had so many jobs you don't even know um so basically when i moved to la to pursue acting and like i was doing some like tv hosting or like online hosting and um, I was like, I didn't want to wait tables anymore. I got to that mm-hmm. point and I was like, I can't fucking wait tables anymore. And so randomly, my friend at the time was a uh, like head stylist for American Eagle and Aerie, like back in oh. like, yeah, like 2007 ish, maybe okay. when the brand was a little like cooler. Not to like diss American Eagle or Aaron, no, but fuck American Eagle. <laughs> we don't need them. They're trash. I'm kidding. If you would like to send me jeans, because I think you just extended your size range, please send them to me. So yeah, back then they were like actually pretty cool at that time. And so he was like, hey, do you want to help me 
like assist me in styling these photo shoots? And I was like, sure. I was like broke, needed money. And he literally just asked me because he knew I, I like clothes. Like I never styled before. And so that turned into like a gig that four times a year I would go with American Eagle. They would tra- they would travel all over the country and sometimes to like Hawaii and places like that to um, shoot Ooh. their yeah to shoot these campaigns. And then I eventually became the stylist for Airy, the brand Airy, which is more like underwear and stuff uh-huh. um, and loungewear. And then that turned into me taking on like personal clients. And then that turned into me doing like personal shopping stuff. And at the time I had a hosting agent and he was like, you know, for hosting, you can't just be like a pretty face who can speak on camera. Like you have to have a niche. This is what he told me at the time. And I was like, well, Uh, I style stuff. I'm like a stylist. I guess I could be like a fashion host. He's like, great. And so then that turned into like, what I started doing. And then I did like a segment on Access Hollywood for six months, selling shit. And I, around that time is when like blogging became a thing and like outfits of the day became a thing, which I thought was super fucking weird. Um, But I started doing it and then I started making money from blogging. And all this was great because I was able to also like go on auditions and and try acting. That's nice. I was, what did I do? I was a waitress (laughs) for a while very bad at it and then <laughs> worked the front desk at UCB which is like <laughs> I was such a bad employee I'd be like I don't know how to do this and nobody <laughs> ever was like can you learn they'd just be like well I guess I'll do it I yeah that's fun I love that you like parlayed a, a like do you want to do this into like a full-blown fucking career yeah I feel like I do that a lot I like trying things and if I like it I'm like oh let me see how long I can get away with this kind of thing and it, it actually blogging became such a big thing like this Mm -hmm. influencer crap i hate that word but like that turned into a thing that for like three years i was making like a lot of money doing this stuff but then what ended up happening is like i had no time for like audition i kept Mm. leaving town and at the time i only had a commercial agent and she was like um do you want to ever be in town so you can go on auditions because this was before (laughs) like the covid and the self-taping and i was Uh. yeah but they're paying me a lot of money and i'm traveling around the world and like a commercial will maybe make you money if it airs a bunch. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And then you have to like keep track of if it's still airing. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to really not like self tapes, but it is nice to not have to like drive anywhere. But also, I'm back to it. I'd like to. I'd like to go somewhere. But also, I just got COVID, so I don't want it again. <laughs> Gracie, Girl. it was bad. I I'm sorry because we got it around the same time, and I was not bad at all. I didn't even know I had it. I thought I, I had allergies. See, you you were living your life having a nice time, maybe being careful. I went to a, I got on a plane to go to a super spreader event. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ha ha into people's mouths, like being like, it's over. <laughs> it was truly wild. And then I was like, Am I tired or do I have COVID? And then I got home and it was like, bitch, you got COVID. I'm so sorry. Oh, I hated it. How do you feel now? Are you better? I'm a little bit better, but I'm still, like, kind of tired. Yeah. Um, I have to, like, lay down after I do a couple of things and be like, oh, poof, knocked me out. Uh, <sighs> while sucks. I was in New York, I had the wildest time with this driver. His name was Frank. And he asked me if um, I was ovulating. What? And the- <laughs> No. That's that's inappropriate. Yeah. He asked me if I was ovulating and I was like, I don't think so. And then he said, are you craving a baby? Oh, my God. And I was like, 
no, I don't think I'm craving a baby. And then he asked me if I was a stripper. And then I was like, I do pole dance. And then he asked me what kind of lingerie oh, no. I like. Why did you tell him you did pole dancing? I don't know. <laughs> I think what happened was I was like, let's see how far this goes. <laughs> how many, how far will this go before it turns out to be better i'm always down for an adventure yeah but that's a new york driver that could maybe murder I you know. and put you you know in the river well i also i fancy myself to be very strong <laughs> 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 so like i think i could have taken him he had long weird fingers Ew. and he asked me something else he was like so do you like strip clubs? I said, yeah. And he was like, so what if like you and me, we go get a girl and we, what was, what he, he's, he was like in a, take advantage of her. And I was like, Frank, his name is Frank. I was like, Frank, <gasps> you can't take advantage of women. And he was like, whoa, whoa, no, no. I mean in like a good way. And I was like, there is no good way of taking advantage oh. of a woman, Frank. Frank was terrible. And then what was one of the last things he said? Fuck. It was good. Oh, he was like, you know what I like? Glory holes. And I was like, oh Frank. my God. I was like, Frank, you know, glory holes are like kind of gay. And he was like, no, they're not. In porn, there's a woman on the other end. And I was like, yeah, but like in real life, it's like tapping your foot on a bathroom stall. And he got real mad and was like swerving. And then I was like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't tell him any more of my thoughts or opinions. Uh, that was the only time I was like, actually, like, oh no, what if, what if this is bad? Yeah. Yeah. And then he had my address, but was still asking like where he should go. So then I just told him to pull over like a block away from where I was actually going. Yeah. This is, this is insane. I'm very happy you're still alive. Thank you. That, I don't, I don't like this story. I, I don't like Frank. Frank should be fired. Do we get, can we get Frank fired? I don't know, but. I don't know. I'm haunted by his <laughs> skinny thingies. Ew. <laughs> no, no. Then I was like, maybe I'll date Frank. No, he you did will ask not to be my New York Frank. boyfriend. And I was like, well, he is kind of wild and I'll always have a story. Was he cute? No, he was one of the ugliest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Oh, I told you he had long Cryptkeeper fingers. <laughs> they were so long. It looked like he had taken. Um, what are those called? Asparaguses and painted them the color of his skin. Like they were so long. This is, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. He was gross. You should have like came it. to New York that week. <laughs> you know, I, the, the irony is I didn't go because I was like, I don't want to go to New York and get COVID again because the first time I got COVID <laughs> was from New York. And then I fucking stayed here and I got you COVID. Got <sighs> you know, I don't know. I'm not for it. Here's my, here's, okay. Because a lot of people are like, so COVID's just a cold, whatever. And I was like, yeah, a bad one. And, and a bad one where you are, if you want to be a quote unquote responsible human and a good, you know, citizen, you're supposed yeah. to stay home for five to 10 days. So it's like, yeah, it's a cold, but you can't leave your house. And for me, it was super frustrating because I didn't feel sick. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't even have known I had COVID if it wasn't for that event that I was supposed to go to that for the show. Which is, and, yeah. It's so wild. I'm like, oh, so everyone's just walking around out here with COVID and they don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they have a job where they have to get tested. Tested. I was like, oh, I, I had no idea. And I thought for sure it was wrong. Like I thought the PCR was wrong and I took a rapid at home and that shit turned positive real quick. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is so funny. So in the beginning, it was like, you have it. It would turn red very, very quickly. And then towards the end, it would be very faint. And I said mm-hmm. to a friend, I was like, the COVID's leaving my body. It's very faint. And they were like, I don't think that's how tests work. I was like, no, I, I think, think it so. Is. Like in the beginning of being pregnant, I feel like it's a faint line. And then when that baby is fucking ready to walk out, it's yeah. like <laughs> thick. Yeah, because the hormones get stronger for the pregnancy test. And then for the COVID test, the viral loads get like less and less. Same thing. Thank I was testing you, so every I'm other not day. Dumb. I don't think so. Cause I was testing every other day and it was the same thing. Like the line kept getting lighter and lighter until it disappeared. And I was like, yay, the COVID is out of me. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> the COVID's out of me. I knocked it out. I'm free. It was nice though. I had a friend, my friend Gilly brought me a little care package and that was so nice. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, she brought me ice pops, and those really came in in handy because my throat hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, enough about COVID. (sighs) Gracie, can we talk about your divorce? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can. Okay, so I've also been divorced. What? I married a man... It's a long story. Um, (laughs) He wanted to stay here in this country and I wanted money. Um, It's been 10 years since. So I think it's like. Oh, wait, I do remember this story. You told me this story on set once, I believe. Yeah, it's so dumb. Mm -hmm. My wedding pictures are even dumber. I had blue contacts and bangs. Um, So tell me, okay. Yeah. How, how long were you in your relationship before you were like, we're done? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that simple. I mean, we were together. I've talked about this publicly, and so I'm not afraid to talk about it. But Damien, my ex, and I, we were together for almost 14 years. That's a long it's time. It's a very long time. We met in our early 20s at MTV. We both worked there. Um, we were just friends back then who like hooked up a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, then I moved to Los Angeles. He stayed in New York. He was hosting TRL then. And we had connected on, wait for it. This is how old we are. MySpace. Um, Yes. yes. Did you put each other in your top eight? (laughs) Was it top eight or top nine? Was it top eight? I have no idea. I don't remember. (laughs) I think it was top nine. Um, No, the irony was my photo on MySpace was a picture. I'm such a cornball. Was a picture of me on a drum set because the guy I was dating back then played drums. And so I had a picture on his drum set. I was learning how to play drums. Okay. And so then Damien, who also plays drums, saw this picture and use that as an excuse to kind of like reach out and be like, hey, remember me? Oh. We used to work together. I also play drums. I'm like, yeah, I remember you. That was three years ago, dude. Like, it wasn't that long. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. And I remember people I hooked up with. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, not that hard. Um, and that turned into like texting. And then it turned into, I'm going to be in LA. And then turned into, oh, we're going to spend every day together for a week. And then that turned into like six months of long distance, which then turned into, will you move to New York? like back to New York and I was like mm-hmm. no I moved to LA for a reason mm-hmm. um, and 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 TRL was about to end so the deal was I will move to New York for this last year of you on the show if you move back to LA and he did mm-hmm. and the rest was history you know we, we stayed together we got married like five years later it wasn't something that I just woke up and was like I need to get a divorce it was more like <sighs> many years of feeling that though he was like one of my best friends, this didn't feel quite right. It mm-hmm. didn't feel like the husband I felt I needed, if that makes sense. Oh, 
I think that does make sense. I think there's something to being like, okay, this did work for a while. You were my best friend and you're different. I'm different. Mm -hmm. I need something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of more like personal shit that maybe I shouldn't talk about. (laughs) Um, But and, and there was like stuff with kids and like him saying he wanted kids but me never really believing he wanted kids and then when we Mm. started trying to have kids it wasn't working and then I'm very like I'm very like I wouldn't say I'm like super spiritual but I I do believe everything happens for a reason and Mm -hmm. I do believe like the universe puts in front of you what it's supposed to put in front of you and we you know I had two miscarriages I went through IVF like we just couldn't make a baby together and Mm -hmm. and something in me was like we're not supposed to have a baby together if that makes sense. And that turned into like, well, what else is wrong here? And then I mm-hmm. started seeing a therapist. I was seeing a therapist before, but I started seeing a, th- a different therapist, a female therapist who specifically works with women who've gone through like IVF and miscarriages and things like that. And I'll, I went to her. Now, this is more personal than I've ever talked about publicly. So, yay. Um, but I started, <laughs> started. I mean, if you if we if you think about this later, and you're like, I don't want this in. We can cut it out. OK, I, I I feel like I talk about very personal things. I mean, I talked about my whole IVS process on my blog years ago. I don't really blog anymore. So this feels like a good outlet. But the reason why I justify being like open because I'm like, I know there are so many, so many women going through shit like this. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it was helpful to hear that other women were going through shit like this. And so I just hope that maybe this will inspire someone to like do whatever they feel in their heart is the right thing for them. Anyway, I started going to therapist. She's lovely. I still see her. She's amazing. And I'll never forget that. I think it was like a year in (laughs) and and she was like, you know, I was talking about possibly wanting a divorce and all these. And I didn't know if I wanted to be a mom. And I couldn't tell if it was like, do I not want to be a mom or do I not want to have a kid with him? Mm -hmm. And she said to me one day, she said, Gracie, if you can wake up tomorrow morning, you know, Damien's feelings aside, you know, societal pressures aside, what would you want to wake up to? Like, what would your life look like? And I said, I thought about it for a second. I said, I want to be alone. Oh. And I just immediately started like hysterical crying. Like just like, (gasps) like that that kind of cry where you're just like, oh my God. Uh And I realized in that moment, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And and then it took two more years for me to actually like say that out loud to him and like talk. Mm -hmm. And we went through couples therapy to try to work it out. But I think it was a lot of like guilt. You know, I went to 12 years of Catholic school. I have a lot of Catholic guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be a quote unquote good person. I wanted to be a quote unquote good wife. Um, I felt like I needed to give this a real shot or chance or whatever the case may be. Um, But ultimately I was like, I'm not happy in this relationship anymore. And I'm not a spring chicken and life is short and I need to fucking make a decision. And so that was when I kind of made that decision. And, you know, it was hard, very, very hard and hard for both of us. And couples therapy helped the transition of it all. I, I really mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that we remained friends and that it didn't get ugly. And it never did. And I'm proud of both of us for how we how we separated and eventually filed for divorce. Um, That's nice. I yeah. often think about people who's like marriages end with them hating each other. I'm like, yeah, but you love that person at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you 
let it get to a point where you like hate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard because there's like a lot of resent. There could be like resentment. There can be also. Let me preface by saying I think it's easier to be friends when mm-hmm. no one's cheated, no one's done anything too fucked up or too hurtful because I think it's hard to get over stuff like that. Like, I think mm-hmm. if I would have cheated on him or he would have cheated on me, I don't know if we could be friends right now. Like, that might have been, like, too much. But because there was, like, it was almost like a drama-free divorce. I mean, it's still sad and still hard, but there was no... um there's no malice. And I, I think that that makes a big difference. And we don't have kids together, so that made mm-hmm. it easier. Like, it was just kind of an easier transition because of a lot of different things. That's nice to hear. I also, okay, I cannot wrap my mind around loving someone, mm-hmm. marrying someone, mm-hmm. and then loving someone else. Being like, bye-bye. I don't love you anymore. Now I love somebody else. <laughs> well, it is fucking weird. And, I, like, I love, I'll always have love for him. Always, right? Mm-hmm. But I will say, <laughs> oof, dating. Oh, God. It's you know, bad. bad. Horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's- Truly the worst. I want to read to you real quick what a gentleman said to me on Hinge. Oh, no. I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, no. So, like, they, you can, like, like a picture and write something. So this nice man, uh, he wrote, Nicole, you got it going on. And you can do a split, LOL. Would like you to hit me back and split on me. (gasps) Oh, no. So... I don't, I guess I'm just getting old where, I mean, having sex is nice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Truly, I don't know. Like when I first started this podcast only 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, man, I just want to fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if a relationship happens, it happens. <laughs> but now I'm like, it's not that important. Yes, it's an important part of a relationship, but also, can I talk to you? Can right. we be friends? Right. What else is going on? Because you like you don't spend you're not fucking all the time. You gotta no, talk to the I person. Mean, sex is definitely important. Uh <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I, like I don't want to date somebody where I'm like, we don't have chemistry in that department. Yeah. But like sex is good, but like I wanna wake up to somebody that I like, you know? Yeah. No, that's obvious that's super important. And mm, <laughs> I took a long time to date. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't start dating uh-huh. for, uh, well, here's the thing. Because of COVID, we were like, living together, but kind of like already knew we were breaking up. Um, so like I went a long time without having sex and it was fucking horrible um so then once i moved out and i i still waited like six months i think before i even like started to think about dating and then i went on the apps for like two months which was when we were shooting so you were a part of that whole experience and then went on a couple dates that were just like okay to terrible (laughs) and didn't have sex with any of those people but did have some cute makeout sessions um but i i immediately was like this fucking sucks because i had been single I hadn't been single in over 14 years. And the last time I was single, dating apps did not exist. And so I was like, I don't understand this. Like, I, I kind of hate this. And then I realized I had dated so many people that I wasn't 
physically attracted to at first, but something about their personality made me be like, oh, my God, I love this person. And, like, that's why I dated Mm -hmm. them. And you can't figure that out through an app. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, like, looking at what people look like. Yeah. And you have to, like, get there in person. The last person I went out with more than once, I was like, I don't know about you. And then the second time I was like, oh, the thing I didn't know was I found you to be like endearing and like nice. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. like, is this a trick? Uh-huh. No, I get it. And then I was on I was on only Raya first. And Raya, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna out myself at being a little superficial, but Raya doesn't have like height things on there and i'm 5'8 and i'm gonna put on some boots i'm 5'10 i don't feel like you're that tall but you're definitely taller than me (laughs) i know you say this all the time and i thought you were taller i thought you were like because when i sit down i seem tall because my butt's so big yeah 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 no i'm i'm definitely 5'8 and my maybe even a little like maybe even 5'8 and a half but i just say 5'8 and then i put on a heel you know what i mean and so, like, the first date I went on, of course, the guy shows up and he's, like, my height, but, like, shorter because I'm wearing boots. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, but then I went on a second date and realized I didn't, like, he wasn't for me. But mm-hmm. because of the height thing on Raya, I was like, oh, let me go on Hinge because Hinge has heights. Hinge does have heights. And I feel like Hinge is full of people who are like i just want to be in a relationship yeah and at the time i didn't want that there was this man on hinge who seemed i guess i didn't take a screenshot of it he seemed real mad out the gate he was like it was like the prompt was don't go out with me if and it was like if you're squeamish about me being bisexual if you're mad that i'm only five six and you and there was one more thing and i cannot remember but i like threw my head back and laughed and i was like this man has been burned by Uh people Uh and he is just putting it all out there Uh uh-huh that happened on my first hinge date the guy was very he kind of felt like a little bit of a Debbie Downer. Like, he was really down on, like, dating and stuff. And I'm like, well, why are you on this date? But then he also really was very expressive of how badly he wanted a girlfriend. Like, Oh, no. Yeah. You and can't I, show all your cards. And that you, no. My mother used to say men can smell desperation. I think everybody can smell a little bit of desperation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I just wanted... I mean, I was down to fuck. Like, I just really wanted to, like, <laughs> hook up with somebody. And I didn't want a serious relationship. I'm like, I'm not even technically divorced yet. Like, that shit takes time. You file. It still takes six months before they grant it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah. But then I met someone in real life um, off the app. Which is so nice. And I'm like, how did you do that in the year of our Lord of 2022? How does that <laughs> How did you do it? Um, it was my best friend. She had thought of him. She she didn't really know him, but she like had seen him around and uh she knew where he was gonna be one night. Let's just say that. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. I know and where so, the fuck this man's gonna be. <laughs> so Ooh, we showed up. Baby. At, you know, and he was there. And uh <laughs> and uh we started dating. And and it was great. Like I, I instantly felt a connection to him and um, he could have gotten it on the first night, but I waited to the second date. <laughs> I love that. You know, I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm always like, should I wait? Mm-hmm. Do I wait? Usually, I, I've only really waited like three times. The first time I waited, I waited six whole dates, and we still didn't fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah. He like... um 
he like just quit smoking weed and was having some problems with things and he was like it's mm. not your fault and i was like okay he like couldn't get it up and uh oh, I, I, he, like i immediately was like i'm sorry and he was like it's not your fault and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> Oh my god. And then he got like very embarrassed and then we never recovered from that. Yeah. And then it's funny because in hindsight I was like I really liked him but then I was like mm, no. I did not. He was very boring and not for me. Mm. Um and then this the other person I wait it was like two dates and then another person was three dates and I don't know there's like I haven't I don't know. There's no like a uh, rhyme or reason. And there hasn't been like an outcome that's better than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I was, j- I, I mean, I really just wanted a fuck buddy mm-hmm. and he was, he checked all the boxes. Um, but then like, you know, I think we started to like each other more than fuck buddies, which was complicated and still mm-hmm. complicated. Well, we don't have to get into that, but we don't. <laughs> okay. So before COVID, I had a fuck buddy who I was like, he said some things that led me to believe that we were going to be more than fuck buddies. Mm. Like, well, one, he like made me breakfast in the morning and I was like, oh, oh my God, he makes me breakfast. And then um, on our first date, he was like, do you want to meet my dad? I'm going to dinner with him later. And I was like, no. And then he like invited me on a trip Whoa. with his dad. And I was like, what is, I was like, maybe Whoa. this is more. And then I was like, do you want to stop dating other people? And he was like, I don't believe in monogamy. And I'll have you know, she did some light internet stalking. He's engaged to somebody. So <laughs> he found somebody to be monogamous with. But also, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but I'm 100% right. sure he's monogamous with this person. But, you know, life is perfect and it makes you feel like shit all the time. <laughs> um, real quick, we got to take a break. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. 
Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Do bap bop We're back, Gracie. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> I was going to ask this question, but it was such a rude question. I'm not going to ask it. No, ask it. Do you like giving head? <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. You know what? I don't mind it. <laughs> okay, because I was like reading. I got into like this hole. I was like trying to research something for this podcast. And mm-hmm. I was like. Because it was like, lots of ladies don't like it. And I was like, but I do. And I'd mm-hmm. like to find an essay of a woman who likes giving it. You know, I like doing it, but I don't like them finishing that way. Oh, me either. I think uh, it's know? rude to fill up someone's mouth with something that you didn't ask for. All that. Also, I'm like, I want I want to ream some benefits before you're done. Um. So, yeah. But the guy had... Oh, <laughs> like how much do I say? Um, Ooh, say it all. Well, it's interesting because I obviously was with my husband for so long. So it was like the same penis for 14 years. So I was mm. very like kind of nervous about having sex with a new person. And the first time I did, it was it wasn't great all because of me, not because of him, because I was so in my fucking head about like this is a new body and a new penis and a new person. And like, what am I doing? And I, I couldn't believe how much I was in my head. Wait, that's wild. But isn't it? I feel like married for 14 years. You're a pro. You know how to do it all. <laughs> but I know how to do it all with my husband. Like I was ah. so used to like his body and what he liked and what his penis was like and what we did that I got very much in my head about being with a new person. And like, what is this new person like? And what is his dick like and what is you know like just it was very much and I I mean I got over it pretty quickly within the night but I definitely felt myself almost like outside of myself mm-hmm. watching myself have sex for the first time in a very long time um and then it got progressively better because I got progressively out of my head and just used to this new person but oh yeah back to second dick uh <laughs> yeah yeah I think you know my my ex had a great penis (laughs) this new person had a nice one too so it was great but i feel like most of them are nice i've only really encountered a couple that i was like no 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 yeah and i can't remember ever encountering one encountering one that was just like ew gross um i feel like everyone's oh i was with one guy a long time ago who wasn't circumcised and not to say people who are not circumcised or gross or anything but like say it it, all of them are gross (laughs) we hate them too much skin no i'm kidding i love an uncircumcised penis i i was like I think it was just more like, oh, shit. I didn't know that's what it looked like when it was. You know what I mean? It is jarring. It's jarring. And he was the only one still like 
before then, it, I never had one, and after then, I've never had one uncircumcised. They're very this one guy. far and few in between. He wasn't American, so that's I think probably why. Oh, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hooked up with this dude for like on and off for a very long time who was uncircumcised and it was just delightful <laughs> wait why why was it i don't know i think there's just extra skin there and it's nice and we didn't use condoms so you know my wayward youth but now <laughs> bag it up <laughs> that's what we say right <laughs> bag it up bag it up sounds Wrap it up. gross Speaking of bag it up, I just learned mm. that you can make ice cream by putting milk and like sugar in a bag. Putting I'm it, sorry, what? Yeah, you put it in a bag and then there's another bag with ice and salt and then you cover it up and you shake it and it turns into fucking ice cream. No. Yeah. I found this Instagram <laughs> account called Prison Meals where this man makes meals that he made in prison for Aww. you on his Instagram. And he only has a fork and he uses a card to cut things up because he doesn't have a knife because in prison you don't have a knife. Prison Meals? I don't know if that's what it's actually oh, called. Okay. And I don't, I'm bad at saving things. So like, mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. never find it again. You'll never find it again. <laughs> but it's nice. And he gives you like step by step. It's great. Hey, Gracie, you made a web mm. series back in 2016 called my white boyfriend with episodes <laughs> like when your white boyfriend wants milk with dinner which is funny <laughs> to me because i made dinner for this white man once and he asked for milk mm-hmm. and i was like what the f- what it's disgusting why do you drink milk with dinner white people do weird shit yeah i um <laughs> i i was still married then and i was married to a white man and um Clayton Ferris, who does who did that series with me, he's this really funny, funny guy who back then was on Vine when Vine was a thing. Mm-hmm. And we were in an acting class together. And I had I wanted to start making my own stuff, you know, like as an actor, you always get to, I think, to a point where you're just like, I'm fucking sick of waiting for auditions. Let me do something. Um, <laughs> and so I said to him, would you want to do like a web series of some sort? And I was like, I I always wanted to do something about like interracial dating. And Mm -hmm. he goes, oh, that's so funny. He's white. His sister's white, but his sister's married to a black man. And he's like, I've always wanted to do something about interracial dating. Let's do it. So it started. We did like a Hamilton one where it was like when your white boyfriend first discovers Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And then we did one about hair, like when your white boyfriend sees your fro for the first time. That one did the best, I think, because so many women of color could relate to that. In, in interracial mm-hmm. relationships of like the white guy seeing like what black women do with their hair. Um, and then the milk one was also very popular for the, a similar reason where people, people of color are just like, why are you drinking milk? My husband said that when he was a kid, he would come home mm-hmm. from playing with his friends all day long, sweaty and disgusting. <laughs> and what he decided was thirst quenching was milk. Like he would go into the fridge and then just like, guzzle milk and then eat it with dinner and i was just like that is so disgusting i've always hated milk even as a child i've I've hated milk um and so yeah i don't know why they do it but it's disgusting it's very strange (laughs) (laughs) like he this dude i was dating he came over looked in my refrigerator and was like you don't have any milk and i was like (laughs) what you just what I, we were like cuddling on the couch and I was like, and you want to drink a glass of milk? And then what? Kiss me? With your like milk coated tongue? What the fuck is this? But then I bought him milk when I made him dinner and he was like, yummy. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god! And then I fucked this boy wearing my bonnet, and <laughs> he, was, he was like, "Why?" He finally was like, "Why do you wear this bonnet?" And I was like, "Oh, it's for bedtime." And he was like, "Yeah, but like maybe you take it off when we fuck." And I was like, "Well, then I have to like put it back on for bed." <laughs> And then uh, there was one time where I took it off because it was in the, we like woke up and we were like having sex and I like took it off and he was like, oh, she's into it now. And it just made oh, me laugh wow. so hard. I was like, oh, does he think I'm not into it when I keep it on? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to just be more comfortable with like this is how I live. I used to like sleep in makeup with dudes, but I'm, no. I don't have it in me anymore. Wow. Yeah, that's that takes some effort. Did you get makeup all over your pillowcase, though? Of course. All over oh, theirs, yeah. all over everything. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't like that. No, but like, <laughs> you know. And then sometimes I'd sleep in my contacts and my lashes. It was a, like I made bad choices. Mm. But mm. then in 20, I guess it was after we got vaccinated. What was that? 2021. I was like, I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't really wear makeup that much anymore unless I'm working. Um, mm. You're going to see my fucking little fro. I don't. I do not care anymore. Yeah, I mean, because they got to love you for, you know, what you actually look like. Which is mystifying to me sometimes because I'm like, I don't look that great in the morning. No one does, though. No one does. I guess you're right. You know what I mean? Like, I think even the, no one looks great in the morning. You're all crusty eyed and bad breath. And, but like, if you like someone, you like them regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I just, uh, Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, no, I don't think anyone's going to love this. And then I do nothing about it. <laughs> I go, better go about my day. Sorry about it. I'm always like, I'm always like pleasantly, I guess not pleasantly surprised, just shocked and mortified more that like how different we can look based on like lighting, angles, mm-hmm. makeup, like I'm just like there's just sometimes I like catch my reflection in my phone or something I'm like oh god and then there's other times I'm like oh I'm fucking gorgeous like Mm -hmm. it's just like (laughs) this complete 180 of like I'm hideous to like oh I'm actually an attractive person I feel rather hideous today because I'm wearing a shirt that's slightly too small so it keeps like rolling up you can't see it and then my hair I usually wear like a little headband with my little fro I don't have that I didn't pick it out well enough so it's truly I it doesn't look good that's why I've cut my head off on the I was zoom. Like, I only can see your eyes. You look adorable, though. Thank you. <laughs> I don't feel adorable. Yeah, but you know, shit like that happens. Uh, you also <laughs> wrote when your white boyfriend doesn't wear lotion. I oh, should yeah. write something called "I'm a black who don't wear lotion." I never wear lotion. It's bad. What? I know it's a constant Nicole thing. Byer. I know. But here's the thing. I'm too busy. I'm getting out of the shower and I've got things to do. <laughs> but don't you feel like dry? Like I, I would feel All so the time. dry. All the time. Uh, oh. Currently, I'm very, very dry. Also, like I get bruises all over me and I don't know from where. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I lather up. I got to do it right up when I get out of the shower or else I feel, I feel weird. Like I can't put my clothes on if I'm like all dried up. I... <laughs> It's not comfortable. But Gracie, I have things to do. I know. You're very busy. You have four TV shows. I think we have to take another break. (laughs) Okay. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun. 
internet and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And we're back. (laughs) Okay, so are you a gal who's Mm. like... Cause like you're tall and pretty and stuff, and like you got big curly hair. Thank you. This is like rude to say to somebody, but I think you know all that stuff about yourself. Are you a girl? How do I say this nicely? Have you always had like a boyfriend? Has dating always been easy for you? How does it feel like <laughs> to always be wanted? <laughs> oh, oh, shut up. Um, you know what, Nicole Byer? <laughs> I, I. Um, when I was younger, not so much. When I, I was painfully insecure um and uh yeah did not have a lot of confidence when it came to boys and dating when i was younger and then something happened i think in college where i i mean i definitely had a boyfriend as a teenager but in college i well let me let me go back i also went to all girls catholic high school right so i didn't have boys my age around Mm -hmm. and because of that i ended up dating like older men that now in retrospect is really gross but back then I was like oh it's fine but what, you've told me about this before what was like the age difference between you and your boyfriend so when I was 16 
I lost my virginity to someone who was 23. That's crazy because that person has like a job and pays taxes. Like what what do they have yeah. in common with you? Mm-hmm. When I was 18, I was dating my boyfriend was 30 so like couldn't come to my prom with me. I had to go with a friend. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really really gross. Um but back then it didn't seem weird or gross. It it just seemed I I think I was mature for my age in the sense that I grew up fast I think because I had a teenage mom my dad wasn't around like all that stuff I grew up in New York City I was taking the subway at 12 like you mm-hmm. know you just grow up fast when you grow up in New York and so it didn't seem weird and a lot of my friends were dating older men again probably because we were all mm-hmm. surrounded by women and not boys our age so there was definitely like a growth spurt in like late high school college with the boys. Um, and then I met someone when I was 19 who I dated for four years. And that was my first, like, real boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yes, I was a fucking serial monogamous. I would jump from one relationship into the next, into the next. I love love. <laughs> I fall pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. If I find someone, like, I care about, I'm, like, ready. I'm like, let's do this. Um, the longest I was single was the year before I met my ex-husband. Like, I was single from my boyfriend before him. To him for about a year and a half almost. Mm-hmm. And then since my husband, this is the longest I've been single. What I am grappling with now is uh-huh. that I'm older now. Right? Sure. And though people think I'm younger than I am, I am not. And so there is this weird thing where now I'm 44 and men in their 30s, like 10 years younger than me, are the ones who hit on me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everyone I'm dating is, like, 10 years younger than me. And and it's weird because we're on probably different timelines. Like, guys at that age are starting to think about marriage and children. I'm like, well, I'm just getting out of a marriage. Mm-hmm. And if I have children, I maybe have a two-year window of this being a possibility. Maybe three, if I'm lucky. Um, and so it's a weird thing to kind of grapple with. And then men older than me are kind of like too old because it's like it it jumps from like my age to like 55 and like my mom's only 60 so I don't really want to date someone who's so close to to my mom's age so it's just that I'm in a weird I'm in for the first time in a very weird position and this is the longest I've been single and which is now like almost I don't know a year and a half year year, almost two years Mm -hmm. so yeah so yes the, the long and short of it is yes I always had boyfriends um but now it's the first time like, oh, yeah, I'm an older woman now and this is a little different. How? How did you keep getting boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I grew up in New York and I was out a lot. I'm going to be honest. I went out a fucking lot. I met people. At, uh-huh. I worked in restaurants since I was 16 years old. From oh, like, OK. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I was always in like I was always working in like the hottest new like hotel bar like. My first job at 18 was, like, working at the Mercer Hotel and, like, every celebrity and their mother went there. Every, you got like, any cool stories person. about somebody? Some blind items you want to share? Oh, my God. <laughs> Only, like, good ones. Like, nothing scandalous. Like, my first day of work, I'll never forget this because I was fucking in love with George Clooney and obsessed with Jennifer Lopez. And my first day of work, they go, okay, guys, um, so we are hosting the after party for Out of Sight because that's how old I am. Cool. Um, and, yeah. And I was 19 years old and... The manager says, Grace, you're going to have the Clooney table. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to 
to wait on George Clooney. So I waited on George Clooney all night. I saw Jennifer Lopez in the flesh. I saw her big ass. And I was like, oh, my God, her ass <laughs> is huge. It's amazing. And then at the end of the night, I'll never forget, George Clooney came to me. He was so lovely all evening, like such a nice guy. Rubbed my back, but not in a per- pervy way, like okay. in a very like, like in a daddy in a, way. Not in a, like in a very like sweet like thank you so much for taking care of us all night like you oh. were wonderful and i just remember like heart like melted i was just like oh god yes um god i wanted to have sex with him so bad but i did not you should have tried i would have i would have been like I was if you like enough. this service i'll service you in your fucking room dude <laughs> i wasn't bold enough that was just like that was the beginning of me having any kind of self-confidence. So I definitely wasn't bold enough to be like, George Clooney, please take me home. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I. Yeah. No, what, what I mean, it question? makes sense. Like being out in the world, that's how you meet people. I very mm-hmm. much. Uh, I think a thing that I struggle with is like. I give a lot of myself to like work and like performing and then I'm just Mm. like tuckered out and I'm like, I don't want to be out in these streets. You want me to sit in a bar for hours and see if I can hit on somebody? Get real. I got to go to sleep. But and it's so hard now too with fucking COVID is not helping things. You know, it's like (sighs) you just got to worry about more and you can't. I don't know. There's definitely a little bit of um, funness taking like Liz. I'm also kind of a germaphobe. I was before COVID. Mm -hmm. And so the thought of like just meeting a random stranger and talking very close to them, you know, not knowing their status uh, makes me a little nervous. It's a little wild. We're just in these streets hoping that people are taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Hey, Gracie, Mm. you identify as (laughs) Afro-Latina. Yes, I do. <laughs> what a terrible segue. <laughs> what is Afro-Latina for some people who don't know who might be listening? You know, Nicole, that's an excellent question because a lot of people don't know. It's funny. It's a term that's historically been around for a long time, as I recently found out because I did not know this. But it is not a term people were using uh, up until I would say maybe the last five or ten years. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I had so many identity issues because I grew up in New York City as a Dominican-American with a family, like all Latin families, just constantly telling me I'm Dominican. Um, but me being like, yeah, but I, I'm i black. <laughs> and um, a lot of Latin people don't like to admit that they're black. Um, there's a lot of colorism and racism in our community that is not a secret. Um, and so growing up, it was always like, no, you're not black, you're Dominican. And it wasn't until I got to college and my my best friend, who's still one of my best friends, Jasmine, um, she was my roommate in college. She's like, bitch, you're black. <laughs> I mean, black. I grew up on the East Coast, and I always thought Dominicans were black. And I always yeah, thought it was really funny, are. and they'd be like, no, I'm Dominican. I'm like, yeah, but you're also just black. <laughs> right. And that, and like, and the, the thing is, there's a difference. Like, black is race. Dominican is ethnicity. Like, yeah, my ethnicity is Dominican. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think, you know, that's where that term Afro-Latina or Latina comes. It's like, it's acknowledging our blackness, but a lot of people don't like to use it because they don't want to acknowledge their blackness. And there is a difference between black and African-American, right? You can be black and not be African-American. Mm-hmm. So I think Dominicans are black, but not African-American. And that's a distinguished, that's something that, because now we have this term Afro-Latino, we can say, oh, I'm Afro-Latino, I'm not African-American. And I guess that's better for them to, to feel like they can still like acknowledge their Latin roots. 
Um, but basically, it's any Latin person that has some kind of African ancestry, which most most Latin people do, especially mm-hmm. from the Caribbean, um, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans. But all over, like Panamanians, Colombians, Mex- there are black Mexicans. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I think our community is still like wrapping their heads around. And um, uh, I think... Th- there's definitely been movement in that. I think in Hollywood, especially, people are finally realizing that not all Latinos look like J Lo and John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Like we, we come in all shades and all hair types and all colors and all color eyes and everything else, <laughs> um, because Hollywood just wants to depict them as like the Sofia Regaras and Jennifer Lopez's of the mm-hmm. world. That they're like they're tan and they have big boobs and big asses and you know whatever and long straight wavy hair and it's like yeah those exist but also yeah. there's fucking blonde ones with blue eyes and there's fucking super dark black ones with you know uh-huh. kinky hair like so. Christina Aguilera she uh-huh. is a la- Latina she is or Latina Latinx. I don't know I don't know if I'm supposed to say Latinx I feel like I just saw Girl, something where it was either. like maybe you don't <laughs> say it no more um, well, it's like Latin A now, Latin X, Latin Latino, Latina. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of ways to try to include people, I guess. But um, that's a whole other thing the Latin is. community is grappling um, with. Do you remember? Were you on Twitter with Jesse Williams's large penis a video uh, uh, circulating? So it's this play called uh, "Take Me Out." Yes, it's called "Take Me Out," and. It is a baseball play, mm-hmm. and I went and saw it because I saw that big old honking dick on Twitter, <laughs> and <laughs> went and saw it. And honestly, very very good. But there's a line in it where somebody says, "Uh, well, they're colored people," and then he was like. No, they're people of color. And he's like, what's the difference? And he's like, we Mm. just have to trust them. (laughs) And that made me laugh so hard. Because it was like, I I feel like a lot of white people are like, things keep changing. Why? And it's Uh like, well, I don't know. We just decided that like, we don't. This is what we like to be called. Not that. No, it's true. And, you know, I think. Yeah, people are still figuring that out. But I will say, a lot of people don't know what the fuck Latin, uh, Afro-Latino means. I've had someone ask me if that means, one person asked me, is it because you have an Afro? And That's I go, pretty funny. Oh, and I said, oh my God, you can't be serious. And they were completely serious. That's a fun person. I'd like to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, someone thought it meant that like I had an African-American parent and a Latin parent. And I was like... No, both of my parents were Dominican, but black, but like of color, Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Um, but that could be the case, I guess. If you're half black and half Latin, then I guess you still would be Afro-Latino. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm confusing um, myself. Real quick, back to Take Me Out. Um, mm. I think it's still running on, on Broadway. And if you're in New York City, you should go see it. Because one, it is a delightful comedy slash drama. You know, it's a play, so it's, it's got heart to it. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone acts really well, and you get to see one, two, three, four, five, I think six dicks uh, at several times in this show. There's shower scenes, man. Uh, People get undressed. There are like, you have to put your phone in like that little pouch because, you know, you can't be, you know, taping people in a Broadway show. Now, okay. Um, And when Jesse Williams first takes off his pants, there was a woman sitting house right who just went mm-hmm, 
no, and no. Lining up to get into the show, it was just black women who were like, I can't wait to see that thing. And gay men being like, I, I got off work early and I can't wait to see that thing. And uh, we all were there for one purpose. And I've never experienced being at a show where everyone collectively was like, I know this is a baseball thing that I've never heard of. I came to see a, a penis. <laughs> Wait, so is this penis really that big? It's incredible. I was not that close. And I still was like, oh, I <laughs> like I clutched my pearls at one point because it was so fabulous. I couldn't believe that I got I paid very little money to see it. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, the acting and was other great. Other people's penises too. All of them. You get to see all of them. It's delightful. Wow. Um, and there was a talk back after, and the woman running was this black lady who was so funny. She very quietly spoke into the microphone. She said, um, "If you have any questions um, or thoughts, I'm going to be around with a piece of paper, and you can write it down." And then <laughs> she wrote. She walked through the theater like she was a ghost because she was trying not to make noise. And at one point, someone reached out to get a piece of paper, and she just like crumbled. <laughs> she like she got scared and went oh. <laughs> almost fell to the floor she was haunted and she was so funny and then one of the questions somebody asked was and i'm pretty good at like skimming something as i'm reading it and <laughs> stopping myself before you get to a moment where you're like eh, nobody needs to hear this but mm -hmm. the the moderator was like okay here's this question this person says uh my grandmother was hit with a baseball and died are you guys doing anything to keep that from happening <laughs> Also, great play. And we were all like, oh, what? <laughs> and he was like, wow, oh, that, was, that was bad. And I was like, you saw those words before you said them out loud. It is not like you involuntarily couldn't stop reading. It was truly the best experience I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> oh, man. I really want to see that. Honestly, if you have the time, fly to New York and go I'm see it. I'm going to New York next month. I don't know if it's still... I think it runs through July. I'm 99% oh, sure. Sorry. Wait. This is airing June 7th. Yeah. So I will be in New York. Please, if it's running, go see it. Jesse Tyler days. Ferguson is so fucking funny in it. Um, and then all... Like, everybody who's in it's really fucking good. I think you're gonna... You're gonna like what you see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been in rooms with Jesse because we have mutual friends and so it may feel a little uncomfortable to see his penis if I'm being honest well his you don't see spoiler that's the only dick you don't see Jesse Williams oh Jesse Williams yes sorry Jesse Tyler <laughs> Ferguson you don't see his Jesse oh, Williams Jesse it's Tyler. not awkward I promise I can hang out with him tomorrow <laughs> 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 and know full well what he's packing and not have a problem with it <laughs> okay I, I want to see it for the art of the play, not because of his penis. Okay, I'm just going to make that clear. Here's what I say. <laughs> Go for the dick. Stay for the art. That's what <laughs> happened to me. I was enraptured and I like genuinely was like moved by the end of it. Okay. And I loved it. I had read it years and years and years ago. So like I kind of knew what it was about. Mm. Um, I used to read a lot of plays. I have since stopped reading. Mm. Oh, and then I saw a slave play. Oh. So I've, I've been out and about at the play. Slave play was wild. Play. There's a part where this man jerks off another man's boot. And I turned to Sashir, who I had brought, and I said, I'm so sorry I brought you here. <laughs> because the play got wilder as time went on. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw it. Remember we had our whole little text exchange? Oh, about boy. Slave play? I, do, I do love 
when art makes friends talk. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it is nice. Good or bad. I like it when it makes friends I talk. I said it did its job. We're I just about can't it. wait for the like Fairfield High School production of Slave Play. <laughs> no, no, no school should do Slave Play. That's that's what I'm waiting for. And I, I can't wait to read the reviews and see clips on Instagram in a couple of years or whatever we have by that time. Mm. Right. Because we're not going to have Instagram for that much longer. Right. I hope not. It's going to evolve into something <laughs> else. Like, what is social media? I don't know anymore. Gracie. Yes. We're coming to the end, but you graduated magna cum laude. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is when you find out I'm a straight up idiot. I have no idea what that means. It means I'm a nerd. Um, I got, I think I met, I think I had a 3.7 GPA. Oh, when I graduate, that's all it means. It's it's um it's so funny. I I just was at my sister's graduation this past weekend, and so um you know when they announce the kids' names who who graduate with honors, they'll say their name and they'll be like Summa Cum Laude, Cum Laude, Magna Cum Laude, whatever. Everyone says it very funny, by the way. Mm-hmm. They make sure to say Cum and not Cum. Oh, you know, they're you can tell they're all like being very cautious not to say Cum. Um, but then I had to look up because I didn't remember what each one meant. And so it's all 3.5 and above GPA gra- graduating, but like 3.5 to 6 is cum laude, 7 to 8 is magna cum laude, and, and 9 to 4.0 is summa cum laude. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. Fun. Real I didn't go to real nerd. school, so <laughs> I don't have no cum louds uh, or cum summas. Gracie, we've come to the end. I ask all of my guests this, except for a run of a couple episodes where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not sure why I chose to do that, Mm. Uh, but I'm back to it. Back on my fucking bullshit. Would you date Mm. me? Absolutely. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Thank you, Gracie. I mean, come on. I love you. I told you I loved you like the first week we worked together. I know. And I like... I love you. Here's what I like so much about you. I find you to be so like effortlessly cool. And I try really hard to be cool sometimes. Wow. That is the best compliment anyone's ever given me. Yeah. I feel like you're just like, you happen to be cool. Well, thank you. That is a great compliment because I've always felt like a, a real dorky nerd. I still feel like a dorky nerd, but I do love clothes. <laughs> so. You do have good clothes. Thank you. And I like you have that. good clothes, actually. We we have a similar we both love leopard, which I, I thought was very fun. You know, I think so too. I'm actually wearing leopard pants right now. Um I love, that. I love some leopard. But uh but thank you, Nicole. And yeah, I, I I would love to date you. Let's go for drinks and dinner soon, please. Let's do it. I love it. Okay, Gracie, thank you so much for doing this. Do you have anything you want to promote? Um, please watch NBC's Grand Crew yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Peacock and Hulu. Um, and then I have a podcast that you are going to be on called yes. uh, Not Blank Enough. We can watch. I mean, watch. You can listen to wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. And if you like this episode of Oh, I Won't You Date Me, you could like it, you could rate it, you could subscribe or something or whatever. I don't know. Give me like a five star review on Apple Podcasts and like Spotify and shit. And if you write me a nasty <laughs> message hitting on me, you can write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com. Please no dick pics because my wonderful producer, Marissa, is the one who curates it and <laughs> she doesn't want to see your dicks. I don't ever see the dicks. So you're sending them in a fruitless <laughs> mission. Okay. So this dirty message said one day while Clyde is out for a walk, which is pretty funny. Am I walking him or is my dog just out by himself? <laughs> I'll pull up in a rental van and kidnap him. So my what? dog is just out for a walk by himself. Okay. The next morning, a ransom note will appear at your door that says you'll be required to complete an elaborate set of sexual favors in order for Clyde's safe return friend i don't know about this understandably upset you drink multiple bottles of wine and calls to sheer to brainstorm you are too involved in my life <laughs> what the sexual task could possibly be however all the sex talk accidentally gets you super horny on the phone with my friend i hate this it's at this moment that i'll show up at your door in a furry costume that looks just like clyde why are you doing this to me you're too deep into your blackout to tell if it's actually a man and not your beloved clyde I eat your pussy like it's peanut butter. I would never let my dog eat my pussy. Ew. And then we have sex. Dog is hell. Of course you pass out and I sneak out of your house and return Clyde in the morning. Everything's back to normal. But you look at Clyde and you think, did we fuck? Well, well, glad you're home, pal. I hated that. This takes the top spot as the worst thing anyone's ever written me. <laughs> the top one was someone wanted to flip me upside down and fill me with clam chowder. And that was like Ew. two and a half years ago. <laughs> oh, and it's haunted me ever since. But this takes the top part where this person's trying to trick me into fucking my dog i would yeah. never fuck clyde he is the worst breath in america also he's a dog he can't consent it's not as rude oh i don't like that i hated it that's the worst message i've ever gotten hope you're happy <laughs> <laughs> okay bye 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 <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.